right, everybody. Appreciate all the hard work, all the effort, the commitment all year long. We have all the ingredients. Let's put it all to work. Take no prisoners, and uh, I'll see you in victory lane, brother. All right, my man. Comes down to this. 500 big one. Here we go. Green, green, green. Rolling fine, rolling fine, rolling fine. Martin Truex Jr. is on the run. He dives to the inside. All clear. He's smart. He's the leader tonight. Think, come on. We're following that ongoing battle for second. Oh, he's in the yeah, fence right yeah. here. Just drop the right rear on the fence. Check the right rear. Oh, good. Just barely got the corner. I got a wreck in one or two. The car goes around. It's Clint Boyer. Hold your brake. Hold your brake. He rubbed me over the curb twice. My teammate gave me a lap for quarter panel. 74 laps in a 500 lap race. Does that bull again? We're going to wreck him here and we're going to wreck him next week. Thought he had plenty of room. He did. He's a pack. Go after that left rear tire like it's candy. Green flag goes back in the air. Florida. Still Florida. Tough stand, all clear. Alvarola burns up the brakes skin again. Shoved us in there. We couldn't turn if we wanted to. He'll pay for that. He marked that down. Danny Hamlin wants the lead and the win in stage number one. Hamlin to the point on lap 113. Get gone. We will be pitting again. Green and white checkered flag waves. Denny Hamlin picks up the stage win. Good work there, bub. Five, four, three, two, one. Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin side by side. Get boys. Got a few guys stage, looks like. This brother is pushed at the front of the field. Green flag is out. Stage two underway. Done. Here's a challenge for the lead. Chase Elliott finds room to the left elbow of Kurt Busch. Nice as cool. Get back in that nice rhythm. 42's right with you. Watch your bottom. Trouble on the back stretch. Kevin Harvick. Coming to you. Left rear flat. Left rear flat. If anything's ever been his fault. Not sure. Two down. Long way to go, man. Stay focused here. We'll be okay. Chase Elliott has picked up the green and white checkered flag. He has scored the stage two win. Very slow pit stop on Denny Hamlin's car. Give up that talk about what will take us out. All right, you got to come. We're just hit those left bugs. Make sure they're good. We'll go to the tail end of the longest line. We're going to go back into the green flag. This time around, it's all Elliott. Open for yellow. Just hope it ain't us. Oh, McDowell, still at top. The leader's about the fourth and fifth car in your mirror. All you got. 19 starting his struggle on Blaney's bringing his throw go. My tires are gone. Got one with a tire down off two yellows out. We got a penalty for crewing over the wall too soon. He reset back on the wall, so we shouldn't have to go to the back. You got to fight him down there. Uh, <laughs> they uh, overturned it. People champ. 142 to go. Legato will squirt out with a lead. Left front pulls. Just loose. 43's a lucky dog right now. He's a big bumper. Need to move Take care of our stuff here. 53 up on yellow's out. Be the lucky dog. We are the free pass. Chase Elliott with another miserable pit stop. We got a penalty for too fast section 12. Good, good, green, green, green. Clear, clear, hell yeah. We're six points behind Harvick with Truex leads the race right now. We just gotta keep up with the two best we can. We could in the leader right here, just keep it up. Keep the power down to finish the pass. Flat tire, right pretty hard. You all right? That hurt. That 32 is out of tires, so he stayed out. Surely to God, he's not going to restart first right here. It's the second to last race of the season. We're racing again at Martinsville. All clear. All right, sit still here, bud. Truex has to win. Elliott has to win. Chase Elliott back to the lead. Nice and smooth now. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Just vibration like I got a loose wheel or something. Right now, we're only one point to the good. Just let me drive. I'm tired of hearing about points. I understand. We're going to have to pit, dude. I'm sorry. Bring it to us. We'll do full tires. Got to keep that four in your sight. I'm trying, man. Jones, pass him, Jones. It's burning into me. He's blocking for the tube. Just keep it on him. He's spawned. Got a huge lead. Three to go. One point out. We need to get that 18. Chase Elliott will race for a championship next week. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Further back, eyes are on Kevin Harvick, and they're crashing. Harvick will not get to the finish line. That'll do it. Sorry, mate. That was an effort. Yes, I won play. Wow. Great job, everybody. Thank you. Ford tried to spin the 18 and didn't make it. Holy We made it. Hell yeah, boys! Chase Elliott. You the man, buddy.
Welcome to Track Smack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Championship week for NASCAR. All three series. And uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend coming off of an exciting week of racing at Texas, a never-ending week at Texas. Then we went to Martinsville on Sunday, and we figured out who our final four will be, but not without drama. Uh, Mike Haig from RacedaySA.com is here with me, of course, as always. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great, Dawn. It's showtime for the three series. I tell you what, uh, I'm looking at the schedule here, and uh, I'm excited about this weekend. Uh, I hate to in one way, I hate to see it come to an end. <laughs> I'm ready. In another way, I'm ready, man. It's been a this 2020 year has been an interesting year to say the least, and it's not over yet <laughs> by any means. No. But uh, hey, Don, uh, NASCAR Trucks uh, Lucas Oil 150 Friday night, and NASCAR Xfinity Series the Desert Diamond Casino West Valley 200 on Saturday late in the day. Uh, it was like a five five p.m. Eastern start time start, so that's they're on the, so it'd be uh, what four o'clock our time here in Central Texas here, and Sunday the season finale uh, five hundred Cup race at Phoenix, and that race is supposed to start at three p.m. Eastern. So uh, we got a lot of a lot of racing this weekend. Championships are on the line in all three series, and uh, I'm ready to sit down in front of the TV and watch them racing. Well, I tell you, it was exciting, and then to go back and listen right there to the radioactive, courtesy yeah. of. Uh, NASCAR on Fox and Race Hub. Uh, as always, exciting to hear it. You get to hear so much of the behind the scenes stuff. You got to hear uh, Kevin Harvick there wrecking Kyle Busch at the end to try to <laughs> try to do something to get himself in, or, or or I don't know what he was trying to do there, but he he was trying. Well, he was just racing hard, is what he was doing, and trying to get positions. I believe we had Chase Elliott who wins the race and wins his way into the final four, not without controversy though. Uh, earlier in the race, penalized on a pit stop for a crew member going over the wall too soon, only to have that penalty rescinded mike and you heard somebody on there say the people's champ what they said but in the end there was no favoritism what it was was just brilliant heads up thinking by this crew member because even chase elliott went on later to say he didn't even know that this was that allowed but the crew member knew he went over the wall too soon uh so what he had to do is he had to go back and tag the wall and then he could come back out. And that is exactly what he did. It didn't. And because of that, the penalty was rescinded, which uh, put Chase back on the, the lead lap, if I'm not mistaken. I think it did, yeah. And, A lot of people thought that favoritism was being uh, conducted in, in Chase's, um, on you know, in, in his way. And they thought this is NASCAR's boy. They want to make sure he stays locked in or, or get gets locked in. So a lot of finger pointing on Sunday on that incident. Well, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Before we get to everything, let's hear from Chase Elliott right after the race in the uh, post-race show that comes on SiriusXM with uh, Brad Gilley and Claire B. Lang. And we'll hear from Chase and, and what he was thinking and, and how he feels on his winning his way into the Final Four. Here's Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, you proved it. Tonight you will race for a championship at Phoenix. How do you feel? <laughs> unbelievable um yeah just to think kind of i uh, was just sitting here you know listening to y'all uh get going on this deal and i was thinking through my first race here at martinsville and how abysmal that was and um to come back here four or five years later and and win to have a shot to go you know race for a championship so it's pretty unreal um i'm honestly still kind of soaking it all in and and um on the same token you know looking ahead to next week and realizing that you know, the job's not done and have a great opportunity ahead of us. So certainly going to enjoy tonight. It was a big deal. And, and um, I feel like that's been the missing piece for our team to, you know, perform when we have to. And I was really proud of that tonight. I thought we, I thought we really asserted ourselves amongst some of the best. And um, I feel like that's been, uh, been within, within reason for us. We just haven't been able to do it yet. And that, that was huge. Such a, such a big win. 
Yeah, Chase, I, I do love, and I heard you say that same thing on your post-race interview as well about, um, you know, the moment performing when you have to. You know, looking back, I mean, obviously there was Martinsville, uh, you know, a few years ago between you and Denny Hamlin, and, and you've mm. had a lot of opportunities that you've made great things happen along the way as well. But do you feel like there were opportunities that you missed, or, you know, or can you give an example of maybe where you guys didn't perform like you had to, like you were able to do tonight? Uh, I don't know. Um, it really doesn't matter, but we, we we were able to tonight, and that's really all I care about right now. So um, eyes forward, not back, and looking forward to a shot to win a championship. Can't can't ask for much more at this point. And there you go, Mike. I mean, it's yeah. – I mean, yeah, it was the way that you had to do it because – and then not only that, because you saw how tense it was. If he didn't win, he wasn't going to be in. He was too far out yeah. in points. Too far out. And we, you and I had talked about that with some of these guys that um, – could could possibly win to get in. We've talked about that the last couple of weeks, but I'm looking at the the race story here. Six point five seven sec six point five seven seven second. Too many sevens seven, and seven, seconds. Seven, seven. <laughs> uh, second uh, margin of victory over Ryan Blaney, and and that car was looking good. You kind of wondered on if um his father, you know, Bill gave him a little pep talk, did a lot of coaching. Bill's got a lot of experience. I'm sure that played into to Chase, and hopefully Chase, if he took his dad's advice, he listens. Listen, I think he might have. But I tell you what, this man is riding the, the wave of momentum going into this race, and I would say he's a strong favorite to come out victorious on Sunday. Well, the other thing that we had going on, Mike, was again because of Kyle Busch winning the week before it was going to be a points battle for two guys to get in. We knew that yeah. we knew Joey was locked in. Uh, and so we knew that if, if somebody else didn't win their way in that we would, it was going to c- come down to the points battle and it did just that. It went back and forth throughout the race between Truex, Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski. Um, when Chase was up there in the lead, he, you know, he was locked in as soon as he fell out, he was, he was out and it was exciting all the way through and all the way to the final uh, run through the checkered flag. You end up with Kevin Harvick, the guy who won the most races of the entire season, uh, not making the final four. And you have Martin Truex Jr., another strong favorite, not making the final four. Denny Hamlin races his way in and Brad Keselowski. Those two were going back and forth uh, quite yeah. a bit. And both of them raced their way in. And, you know, the the fact Kevin Harvick, nine wins this season, he's not going to be racing for the championship. Something seems wrong with that picture. Also, when you look at Harvick and, and uh, Denny Hamlin, Don, the two drivers together won 15 of the 35 races so far that have been held so far this season. I mean, that's, that's like half of the races, those two drivers alone. And then, you know, ha- Hamlin's going to be in there competing for a championship again. But Harvick is outside looking in, you know, wishing he could be there, and he's he's done. And that just, for some reason, that just doesn't seem like it's right. See, I know a lot of fans are not happy. Well, you know. and again, that's where we – I love this argument. This is what I love. I love this about the playoffs because, Mike, for so long, people want to look at it as far as races go. And and you now – you know this as well as I do now. You, Kevin Harvick – had every opportunity handed to him in the world. He had uh, he had so many race wins that it ended up he had so many bonus points going into the playoffs that he basically was set uh, for yeah. up until the final race um, as far as you know advancing. This is the thing, Mike, that people have just got to wrap their heads around. And I don't. And I'm not trying to be you know like put you down or anyone else down. I understand people because we've had so many different rule changes and stuff. But what I don't get is in every other major sport, there is a playoff system. And every, every year, Mike, no matter what, there is an upset, a spoiler, a favorite, a dominant team that doesn't make it. It it is the nature that is the nature of the beast. And that's what makes playoffs perfect. There's arguments you can make, but at, in the end, it is what playoffs are all about. It's what makes it exciting. And Kevin Harvick is the first to tell you in his post-race interviews and stuff. I mean, that's the way it is. And they had a great season. But I know. And, you know, Don, when I, I'm looking at the, the, the results from the um, set, 
uh, 72nd annual Xfinity 500 that was held there at Martinsville Sunday. And you got Chase Elliott. You have in first, uh, Joey Logano, third, Brad Keselowski, fourth. There are three of your four drivers that are in the in the, in the the playoffs. You go down to uh, Denny Hamlin in 11th. But, you know, those those guys were there at the top of the leaderboard at the when the, on the checker flag lap Harvick wasn't and you know you got to you got to you got to bring it to the very end mm-hmm. and Harvick had a few bad races and then and when that happens things get upset and that's what I agree with you this is what makes it all exciting and great now, there's a lot of fans out there that I've saw a lot of criticism you know oh we need to go back to the old way of doing it no I don't think so I think I think this this is a good way this is a good playoff system. It's working. It's creating excitement, a lot of drama. And I, I, I didn't like years ago when you had five or six races left in the season and the, the championship was already decided. Mm-hmm. I think go down to the last race of the season. That's why I, I personally like it. Well, and you're getting the reward for winning races during the season and you get crowned so to speak, as a regular season champion, you get bonus points for that. I don't agree with the notion, and I've seen this out there too, of, well, the champion, regular season champion should be the an automatic seed in the final four. No, they shouldn't. Because here's my opinion, Mike, what's going to happen is there are guys out there, like let's use Chase Elliott for an example. Wasn't it on, on the short tracks pretty much that he swept the season or whatnot? You're going to have a guy that is dominant on the mile and a half. And then you're going to have a different guy that's dominant on, you know, the the short track. And then you're going to have a dominant guy on the super speedway and a dominant guy. No, the fact of the matter is, is it's it's it goes over the entire season. And it's you, comprehensive. It's a yeah. whole package, the and, whole thing. And there's 10 races to get in to the to the final <laughs> yeah. four. And and Harvick by winning nine regular season races, that's that's the thing. He he already I think as the regular season champion. I got to go back and look at it, but I want to say he almost gets kind of like a buy in that first round. Um, but then because of how many points he already had, he was padded pretty much as far as yeah. points go, all the way you know till like the third round at least. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the playoff system, you know, I kind of compare it to football and you're a big football fan, you know, like let's say the NFC East, you can win the NSA, NFC East and win the, that conference. But then when the playoffs start, that doesn't guarantee you a spot at the Super Bowl. you got to work your way through. You could get knocked out in the first round very easily. And here you are conference champion, but you're not going on to play for the, the entire, you know, the, the entire division is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. How no. many times have we had an undefeated team, an undefeated football team in a season in the NFL that has gone on to win the Super Bowl? Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, things happen. I mean, how many times in the NCAA tournaments and hell, that's one oh, time yeah. and you're out, you know, you don't even get this yeah. chance to continue on like you do in, in NASCAR playoffs. So people, you know, NCAA, the, the, the yeah, 64 team, you know, tournament, how many times have we seen, you know, a team coming in almost undefeated or only one loss and they're bouncing the first round? Mm-hmm. Well, Doesn't guarantee you a sweet 16 or elite eight or championship four. You know, you, know, you got to make it, got to be there, got to bring it to the end. And that's what these guys did. And going back to what I was saying, they they brought it to the end and they were there and Harvick, he wasn't. So, yeah. Bye. <laughs> And I mean, the, there are so many talented guys that have been so close this season that, I, I mean, again, like you said, I mean, Denny's up there. Denny made it. You know, he yeah. managed to get in. Um, With the help of Eric Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, he did have well, a, he did have a win at, in the playoffs, though. So. <laughs> look at the results. 11th place, Denny Hamlin. 12th place, Eric Jones. <laughs> uh, hey, but I also wanted to say, Don, um, kudos to Matt, Matty D, 10th place finish. You know, we've been talking about him being there every week. It seems like every week he's there in the top 10 somewhere finishing. And uh, again, I, I say keep your eyes on him because um, he's going he's gonna to get it here next year. I know he's got one more year left in that on that team, but um, there's a lot of, lot of potential there. I've been saying that all along with Matty D, so – 
I was good, glad to see him get a top 10 finish. Yeah, well, but um, you just brought it up, so let's talk about it really quick. Um, there was some more controversy, some more drama there at the end with uh, Eric Jones, who was racing, and it comes over the um, radio to Eric Jones I, or, or to JGR, I guess, radio waves or something. I don't even know what the whole deal was, but basically there was kind of like it seemed to be a barking order, a team order of don't pass Denny. Um, and here's Eric Jones trying to battle like you said, you know, for to for a top 10 finish at least, you know, and he's got things to yeah. prove. He wants to go out on, on top. And so there was a lot of questions about it. NASCAR looked into it, didn't feel, I guess, in their opinion, that it was worthy of any sort of penalty or anything. Let's play the audio, Mike, and then um, we'll discuss it. So here's the, uh, uh, the little bit, the little snippet that went over the airwaves that people heard. He's blocking you because he needs the points. And it's really tight between the 11 and the... Two and the four. So passive, Jones. So what do you think, Mike? I mean, was that pretty much a bargain? That, a team that was an order. That was a command, at least. I don't know if it was an order, but it was a statement and a command that was made. So don't pass him. <laughs> don't pass him, <laughs> don't pass him Eric. So, um, the well, so. there you go. And then um, Joe Gibbs talked about, he says, basically, he was on earlier in the week on Sirius XM, and he said that there will be no team orders. So let's hear what he has to say. What is your take, Coach Gibbs, on all the talk about Eric Jones being told not to pass Denny Hamlin on the radio? NASCAR said they wouldn't penalize after looking into it. But what is your company's stance on team orders and particularly on that situation? Yeah, uh, our team orders, we don't have any. <laughs> and I think, I think I can say to you, it's proven, okay? I can't, we've had it numerous times, and you've experienced this, where our guys have wrecked each other going for it at the end of a race. Not only that, all you have to do is go back to Dallas the week before, okay, and Kyle Busch is out front, and, you know, we wind up with Martin running second. You know, um, we don't have those orders. And um, when I talked to Eric, Eric, Eric was racing, Denny Hart. All right. Well, if <laughs> if Joe Gibbs says it, then I guess it's true, right? <laughs> How many of these NFL, former NFL football coaches that we've seen, you know, they say one thing and another thing happens on the field. So, wow. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know either. But, Mike, uh, that's that's where we are. So now going into Phoenix, which there's a lot of information that I want to try and throw out here quickly. Chase Elliott will start from the pole of the season finale 500 NASCAR Cup Series race at Phoenix Raceway. Joy Logano will start second, followed by Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Alex Bowman, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch, uh, Clint Boyer and Eric Amarola. That is the lineup. It was set by the um, based on the race finish points position and fastest race lap as as it has been here throughout the the playoffs. And selection of pit stalls for the season finale race have been made. Selections were made based on the starting lineup process. The pole setter uh, Chase Elliott chose pit stall number one. Uh, Joey Logano took the sixth stall, and that has an opening in front of it. Brad Keselowski um, took stall number 10. That also has an opening in front of it. Fourth place, Denny Hamlin, uh, is taking 16th stall, also with an opening in front of it. And so that's the pit stall. And that's the key is to make sure that you get one with an opening because the pit areas, the they're so small there at Phoenix. You know, it goes around the entire track, and it's kind of small getting in and out of there. Yeah, you're right about that, and and so uh, I also want to mention, you know, we're talking about Phoenix coming up this weekend, and uh, if you're listening to this, obviously you're listening to us right now, hit the pause button for a second, go to racedaysa.com, I'm going to have, um, uh, we're recording it right now, I don't have it up right now, but it will be by the time you listen to this podcast, the real interesting championship four news and notes that was sent to me by NASCAR, they did an incredible job breaking down the four championship drivers their their stats their numbers very if you if you like numbers if you're a numbers guy or gal uh you're in the stats and stuff they did a really interesting breakdown of these drivers how they've performed at phoenix before their career um their crew chief the crew chief stats and we don't really really see that very often how many uh 
wins like as a crew chief they've these guys have had on different teams but they did a really good job but i've got that there all on my on my website racedaysa.com it's called nascar national series special edition championship four news and notes it's under my nascar section and you'll find it there but check that out because uh if you like stats and stuff looking going and looking at it at the, this championship race you'll enjoy looking at this because it's pretty cool okay mike i know we're going to try um, and put together a another smack cast. We've done this in the past, and it's going to be basically all the audio from today was media day with the championship for contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I think you said there was some with uh, some of the NBC broadcast crew as well. And we will put that together into a smack cast. It'll, it might be a little bit long, but what we like to do is we like to provide it unedited. Um, so you hear the questions as basically as if you were a media person sitting in the media room, uh, today or on zoom basically is what it was, how us media folk are. And you get to hear the questions asked. Basically it just takes you through the entire thing. Some people are, will be like, uh, no other people like it because there's so many, you only get snippets of stuff online and on NASCAR and stuff. So this way you're able to hear the entire thing uncut, unedited. And, you know, there's diehards out there that like it. So we put it together and we'll put it out there for you. Yeah, it's definitely worth listening to. Now, the championship four media day that they had today, Thursday, and that's the day we, were, we are recording. It's about two hours worth of audio because each, each driver got about 30 minutes of time. Plus the one with Rick Allen, Dale Jr., uh, Steve Letart, and Jeff Burton. Uh, that's about 30 minutes long too. So if you listen to all of it, it's about two and a half hours. But if you're, you know, if you're traveling in your car and or you laying around by the pool, I know it's getting still warm in some places in the country. Turn it on, listen to it. It's worth listening to. It's re- really interesting. Some of the questions that are asked and and some of these uh, questions, you know, the answers don't come out to the public, you know, the media doesn't always use those, uh, those answers because they ask them all kinds of questions and stuff. So it's uh, worth listening to. Hell, it's something different to listen to than probably the stuff that you have been listening to for the last 48 hours. Um, it's, which oh, is probably the same <laughs> stuff that I've been listening to. So, uh, but here just for a second, Sirius XM um, today had all four guys on the radio stations at different times. And so there's a little bit of audio from each one that I just kind of wanted to stick up here. Mike, we'll start real quick um, with the, guy who won the last race we'll start with chase elliott he comes in to this championship round with four wins 14 top five finishes 21 top 10 finishes for the season uh of course he drives for team chevy and here is chase elliott chase one thing i i really respect and admire that that you and your dad bill that you guys do he's bill elliott and you're chase elliott y'all have a great relationship but but he's letting you stand on your own two feet uh, you did something Sunday that, unfortunately, your dad was never able to do. He won 44 cup races, but he never won Martinsville. Chase, I don't want to get the cart too far out in front of the horse, but you now have an opportunity to do something that he did in 1988, and that was win a Cup Series championship. And that would put you in the same category as Richard and Lee Petty and Ned and Dale Jarrett. It's a pretty elite group you guys are flirting with. Yeah, certainly that, you know, that those are some, uh, you know, some great racing families uh, that, that anytime you can uh, be, you know, uh, around or, or in the same sense as is, is certainly something that you should never take for granted. So, um, yeah, definitely a great opportunity, you know, much, much to your point, though, I think you, you know, if I'm sitting here and, and I'm dwelling on on that, I'm not focused on the things that are going to make us go fast on Sunday. And, and I hate to be that way and, and, sure. you know, not, not give you the storylines or the, or the audio clips that you're looking for there, but it's just, it's just unproductive. And in my eyes to um, think too far ahead and, and think about what ifs and what things would feel like and how much it would matter because you just don't know until, uh, until you're able to achieve those moments. So, um, I'm just kind of all eyes on what is going to give us the best uh, opportunity to run good on Sunday and uh, focus on that. All right, Mike. So that's that's Chase. And yeah. you, in your opinion, you said you, you feel Chase 
has a really good chance. Think, or is, is that who you're I, leaning towards, you think? Or, um, or you can save I'm that. Gonna, just save that. I'm going to save that to the end. But um, I'm saying that I'm thinking he's probably the hands-on favorite to uh, anybody that's coming in with momentum, getting that win in Martinsville. He's coming in riding high right now. A lot of confidence. And um, he's uh, the fans love him, you know, and he uh, – I think he's got a good chance, a real strong chance. If you're bet, betting on him in Vegas, I think it's worth putting a pretty good-sized bet down on him to win the, the thing uh, Sunday. All right. Well, next up, we've got uh, driver of the – well, he drives discount tire car. He drives Miller Lite. He drives uh, all sorts of Fords there for Team Penske. Driver of the number two, Brad Keselowski. Here he is. Oh, wait. Before I say here he is, <laughs> Brad comes into this championship week himself as well with four wins, 12 top five finishes, 23 top 10 finishes. Uh, so there you go. Here's Brad Keselowski. My strategy hasn't changed, but the crew chief, they can see things I can't talk about. And uh, now they're going to make some calls along the way that might end up not being the same as you would normally do, and that's okay. But I just want to run up front, lead every lap, and not look back. Hopefully we can do that. Yeah, best best way to go about it, right, is to go up front and lead, lead every lap. Uh, apparently, from what we hear, uh, Brad, Jeremy Bowen's going to bring the same car uh, that won those uh, to the desert that won those uh, dominant races uh, for you guys so far. Do you are you involved a lot with the decision of what race car, or are you like some of the drivers we talk to say, "I trust my crew chief, give me the car, I'll, I'll run it the best I can." Well, I'm involved, but I still trust my crew chief. Um, I thought it would have been foolish to take any other car but that car. You know, we won two races with it. It's two for two this year. car was built actually for Richmond in the spring. And with COVID-19, the Richmond spring race got canceled. And uh, that car just kind of sat around until we ran it at Loudoun. Of course, you know, had a great performance there. And then we ran it again at Richmond, another great performance. So um, those cars are usually meant to run somewhere around three to five races, and then they kind of scrap them. Uh, so this car's right in its sweet spot, and it's uh, it's got a hack of a pedigree. All right, Mike, very similar there. You know, again, same number of wins as Chase, two less uh, top five finishes, but two more top ten finishes. Uh, it's all about the consistency there, and that's, you know, that's what, what got these guys in there. Uh, next, yeah, he's, pretty, he's pretty consistent, and um, another another driver that could surprise you on Sunday. I mean, a lot of people have ruled Brad out. Uh, people that I've been talking to and people that comments I've seen on social media, but um, I say, you know, watch out because he, he could strike well, get that championship trophy. Definitely. Uh, next up is driver of the number 11 FedEx JGR Toyota. It's Denny Hamlin. He comes in to the final four with seven wins, 17 top five finishes, and 20 top 10 finishes. Uh, here is Denny Hamlin. It seems to be like a lot of people have put a lot of pressure on you. Uh, you're a guy that you've been around for a long time. You're going to be around for a long time to come, hopefully. Uh, but you've been able to win a little bit of anything and everything, but not that championship. Has that bothered you? Do you think about that? And, and how do you relax to get ready for this race? Well, I just... You know, it doesn't bother me. I, you know, last year I mentioned before the final race or, or Phoenix that like, you know, championship certainly does not define me in, in my career. I, I know that I'm championship worthy. Uh, uh, things haven't always worked out. Uh, championships are won differently now than what they're, they're won in the past. So I know what I'm capable of. I, you know, circumstances just hasn't allowed us to win that final race over the last few years. And so, um, that's part of it, but I know that you know I'm doing my job to the best of my ability, and uh, that's I have to live with the result because I can't change it. <laughs> Denny, every year that you competed in NASCAR's top series, when when you were physically able, you have been a championship contender every time. Is there ever a different feeling, or is it does it always feel the same heading into this ultimate race of the season? Uh, this time around, is there any different feelings with what you did in the regular season, uh, how well everything went, or, or maybe just a little bit more confidence this time around, or is it like all the others? You know, I, maybe a little bit more this time around simply because, you know, having the no practice or whatever is really seemed to be good for us. Uh, we really haven't missed too many setups that I can really – can speak of you know 
if our performance or our result wasn't good, it's because, you know, we either had damage because we got in a wreck or, you know, we, we made a mistake and, and didn't ex- execute. It's never because we, we just haven't had a fast enough car. And so uh, that's what I'm encouraged about is that I think our process is good to prepare uh, with, with no practice, and, and that's what's going to decide ultimately our champion this year. All right, Mike, there. And you would think that Denny, of course, with all these wins and stuff, that he would be the guy that would be the favorite I mean, the, those numbers that I just told you coming in are just incredible. You think he'll get a championship? You think he's got a chance? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, after all the time, I mean, if he doesn't get it this year, <laughs> put a fork in him, he's done. It's almost laughable. I mean, it's sad. It's laughable in a sad I, way. Feel for the guy. But I will have to say, you know, with the new team next year that he's going to be involved with, with Michael Jordan and Bubba Wallace and stuff, I mean, that that's a little spark, a little inspiration, you know. Um, maybe that will be enough to carry him to the finish line and get the victory in the championship. I mean, this could be Denny's year to finally do it, and a lot of people would like to see him do it. I mean, his stats look good. I'm looking at his stats at Phoenix right now. Incredible numbers over the years. So, again, um, I like this guy – He's uh like I said, he and Harvick won fifteen of the thirty-five races this year. I mean, I could see him getting another victory and and uh, and doing you know closing it out. So um, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But he's another one might be worth laying a wager on in Vegas. Well, and uh, our final competitor for the championship run it's so funny because every week you came into a race weekend and people talked about. Driver of the number 22 Penske car there, Joey Logano, as being this threat. And, Mike, when you look at the numbers of all of the guys, uh, or of all four guys, his numbers are, I don't want to, I hate to use the word worst, but they are. They're the worst of them all. And yet, Joey was always looked at, and it's because Joey came up big when he needed to come up big. He won early, locked himself in, took care of it. Uh, Joey had three wins on the season, 11 top five finishes, and 20 top 10 finishes. And yet, I think you definitely have to be afraid of Joey Logano coming into this. I mean, he's he's just a guy that him and that team, they seem to get it done when they need to get it done. Yeah, hell yeah. He's definitely one, and and I tell you, Don. I mean, he's like a guy on a on a basketball team that you have that you put out there that can hit that three point shot and win you the game. I mean, Joey does well when he needs to do well, like you said. He 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 uh, he's he, he's a big time player at big time races, and this is a big time race tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, but Sunday, and I could see him getting it done. I mean, uh, he could. He goes out there and dominates. I mean, he could be unstoppable. So, um, put a put a bet on him. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he can definitely do it. I agree with you. Let's listen to what Joey had to say uh, on coming into this weekend compared to like other championship weekends that he's come into. One at Phoenix earlier this year, which which has to be a big confidence builder, right? It's it's not one of those tracks where it, where it's one uh, one type of racetrack in the spring and totally different due to weather in the fall, usually. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it'll be a different track. Cause, I mean, a lot of it depends on how is the PJ1 going to be. Um, you know, there's that traction compound they put down. How are they going to apply it? How is it going to react? Are they going to reapply after the other races? Uh, you know, those type of things are, you know, we have to think about. Um, you know, what is the tire wear going to be like? Is it going to be different than what it was in the spring? It has a whole other summer on it, and that Phoenix sun seems to be pretty hot. So, mm-hmm. you know, what does that do to the asphalt? Um, we don't know until we get out there. Yeah, we don't know exactly how our car is going to drive. A lot of things, um, you know, the, the tire can be almost the same, but one little thing different, and we can really change that. So uh, there's a lot of, like I said, what ifs and, and things that we just don't know until the race starts. And, that's what's so different about being in the championship four this year compared to others is that you had all day Friday, all day Saturday to work on your car and talk about it. And you know what everybody has before the race starts, you know, who's the strongest car in the long run, the short run. Uh, and you can kind of form your strategy around that. Well, right now, nobody knows what anybody has. How different is this racetrack since they flipped it over? Your numbers seem to be a little better since, uh, since turn one became turn four and vice versa. Yeah, well, honestly, the the biggest thing that changed because the track layout's the same. It's just the restart zone. Yeah. Um, you know where we used to go into what is now turn three and it's very narrow. 
Um, three wide really wasn't much of a thing, um, you know, on restarts himself. Now, boy, you have the opening, you know, through the dog leg where you can get four or five wide if you want to. And you really don't have to funnel it down much as you go into turn one. You can go all the way down to the pit wall, which is three acres to the left. And then <laughs> you can run all the way up to the PJ1 that's up by the wall. You tell me where you want to go. There's room to go five wide. Uh, plenty of room to do it. So, you know, that, that really opens up a lot of opportunities to take advantage of things on the restarts. Um, you know, that on top of the choose rule and things like that, there's a lot to look into from that perspective. And, you know, Mike, I mean, I find it very interesting. One of the things that he did say there, and, and it's so true, is that other championship weekends um, compared to this one, he had all day Friday, all day Saturday to work on his car, talk about it, and um, and know what everybody else had before the race starts. And that ain't that ain't part of the, the scenario this year. And it's looking like it may not be part of the scenario for years to come because it has worked out to make the races more enjoyable and more interesting, I think, for the fans. And I would even say, I know some of the drivers may not like it, but I think in the end they would all agree that while it kind of sucks for them and it makes it a little bit harder, it does make things a lot more interesting. And let's face it, even for drivers, crew members, whatever, there are some races when everyone is fighting to stay awake in some of them. <laughs> and this season, I don't think that's been the case at all. Well, two things that I see that he's got in his favor. Uh, one of them is his crew chief, Paul Wolf, you know, mm-hmm. a guy that's proven himself time and time again. Uh, also, Don, you know, this the fact that he's won two championships already, this would be his third if he wins. He's got that experience. Uh, so, again, um, I, I like uh, I like what I see here with, with Joey. So I do, too. Well, Mike, uh, all four guys will be competing to a capacity uh, grandstand and infield area, at least as far as what they are allowed to have there at Phoenix. And even if it wasn't COVID, it would be sold out. Phoenix always sells out, which is why some of these are why this race got moved to Phoenix, because whatever tickets they put up, they sell before the configuration and after. I know a lot of people are going to throw that out. Well, they can figure they took down stands, blah, blah, blah. Even before I went to three, I think times I went to Phoenix, maybe, maybe Four. I can't remember there, but I know I went at least three times to Phoenix. And Mike, all three times I went, it was always sold out and, and such a fun race to go to. So um, it, it's just in and, and that track. Well, I was going to say, you wonder, I know it's going to sell out and everything, but you wonder um, how how many people are going to be on that Rattlesnake Hill or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they can't mountain. get in the track, they're going to be outside. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but hey, one thing I do want to mention that I, we haven't talked about is is uh, you know this is the the first time for the uh, the final season finale race to be held at phoenix and uh, the weather you know we talked about this earlier in the year that it, normally the weather is pretty nice um this time of year out in phoenix and i'm looking at the forecast for friday it's going to be cloudy with a high of 90 low of 74 get this saturday partly cloudy high 75 low 60 sunday Partly cloudy, 66 degrees, low 52. That is ideal weather to be sitting outside. It's going to be beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful weather. So no chance of rain. So that we're going to get these rates. Now that I say that, though, <laughs> it'll change <laughs> and it'll rain. I've but, been uh, one time. I always jinx it. But. Right. But, Mike, we talked about this. We were saying our favorites and stuff. Um, courtesy of Bet Online. Uh, com. Brad Keselowski is the favorite to win at Phoenix, followed by Denny Hamlin and then Joey Logano. So they've got Chase Elliott um, as the the fourth place dude as far as favorites go. But yeah, Brad Keselowski, the favorite to win there at Phoenix. Wow. I know. That, I would not have seen that. Something for you to think about. I would have thought. Yeah. Um, what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. I know we said that the um, Xfinity Series will be racing as well as the trucks for the championships. Uh, For the Xfinity Series race, Justin Allgaier will start from the pole uh, for the Desert Diamond Casino West Valley 200. Uh, Chase Briscoe starts second, followed by um, Cendric. He'll be third, and Justin Haley fourth. Uh, Harrison Burton, then Gregson, then Chastain, then Jones, 
Herps and Annette. That will be your top 10 lineup there. So, um, and then for the truck series race, let's see. Uh, Grant Enfinger will start the Lucas Oil 150 NASCAR Gander RV Outdoor Truck Series. Woo! That's a lot to say. Um, yeah. At Phoenix on Friday. <laughs> Zane Smith will start alongside row one from second. And then followed by Creed, Moffitt, Crafton, Rhodes, um, is it X? I think it is E C K E S. Ekis, Ekis, X. I think Ekis, X. I Ekis, don't know. I think. Uh, Kraus, Friesen, and um, Ankrum or Ankrum, Ankrum, Ankrum. I'm sorry. Um, and that's that's going to be your top ten lineup there. And we will do more. Mike and I are planning on doing a follow up championship show. Uh, Next week or so, after everything is done, we'll do the IndyCar, NHRA, Trucks, Xfinity, Cup, you name it. We're going to do it. Okay. I was going to ask you, speaking of the truck series, so we have Sheldon Creed, uh, Infinger, Grant Infinger, Brett Moffitt, and Zane Smith. Those, those are the four drivers that are competing for the championship. Any prediction on who might win? <sighs> Sorry. I haven't. And I hate to say this because I've always talked about how much I love the truck series. Unfortunately, this year, especially with 2020, I just haven't paid all that much attention to the trucks or Xfinity. And I hate that. I really do. Um, but I'm just going yeah. to take a I'm going to go with Enfinger. I've just heard a lot of good things this season about him. So I will go with Enfinger on that. Well, who are you going to go with? I'm going to go Sheldon Creed. OK, OK. And uh, Xfinity yeah, or something different. Well, let's take a look at who we have here. We have um, we have Justin Algar, we have Chase Briscoe, we have Austin Sendrick, and we have um, Justin Haley. So who you, I'll let you go first. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Austin Sendrick. I'm going. I'm going Chase Briscoe. Okay. And I and hate that because we're all with Tony Stewart. We're all leaving out Justin Allgaier there, but. Uh, uh, you know, Justin Algar and I, and I, 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 you know, I've always liked Justin Algar and I've liked his wife too, but man, his wife has been re have you, have you paid attention to Twitter this year? She has just been in all sorts of Twitter battles and stuff, fighting battles for him. She talks more crap to people on there and, and drivers and stuff. It's hysterical. Standing by her man. She definitely wears the pantsuit in that family. Standing by him, and she might be taller well, than him too. Standing by him, I'm just saying he's a tiny little dude. Hey, I think it was the other day a picture <laughs> popped up in the memory of you and I and, and Justin Allgaier at the media center at the radio room. Uh, one of the shows we did back at we were at uh, Ticket 760, I believe, when he was racing. He's been around a while now, and and I know one came up the other day. Uh, we were JJ Yaley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, Justin. I, but I saw one pop up with Justin just recently as well. And I look like I was. So that I was that was pretty cool. We both look like Brad Darty standing next to him, because he's he's. I mean, he's just short. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought Jamie McMurray was short until Justin Allgaier came in, and I'm like, he is a little jockey, like dude. I mean, he's tiny. But anyway, all right. Well, there we go. So we've got our, our picks, but we didn't pick for the Cup Series race, the big one. So Mike, who you got? Well, first of all, no. Let's do yeah. this. Who do you have winning the race? I have uh, Harvick winning the race. Harvick winning the race. Who's your long shot? Now, we're not talking about these guys, right? No, we're just, nope. We're just doing the race. Just uh, itself. Mm -hmm. um, or your dark horse, I should say. Matty D. Matty D. And, and your dark, dark horse? Ryan Newman. Okay. All right. So, I have... You're going to laugh when I say this. I have winning the race, Jimmy Johnson. I, I don't know why. I just have Ooh, Jimmy that. Johnson winning the race, going out in style. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. My dark horse, it's Phoenix. I'm going to say Denny Hamlin. No, no, no. Okay. No, I'm taking that well, back. That would give him the... Yeah, that would give him the championship. I'm going to say... Unless you want to pick him for the championship. No, I don't. Which, that's what sucks. So, I'm, I'll go Harvick then, too. 
So I'm going to go Harvick as my long shot. And then my really long shot, I'm going to say Truex. Which really and truly, that should have all been flipped and Jimmy should have, but I'm just going to. And then I am going, I am homering it all the way. I am going Brad Keselowski for the win. Okay, I'm going Chase, Elliot. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) Okay, so that's our picks. We're sticking to it. I probably just jinx Brad. He'll wreck in the first 10 laps of the race, probably. Um, Or Jimmy will, one of the two. But um, that would be exciting, though, to see Jimmy go out like that. What's probably going to happen is uh, Brad and Chase will not win. Um, Neither will Denny, and we'll probably wind up with Joey as our champion (laughs) with our luck. I'd be happy with that, too. What would be really, really cool, though, is – Oh, (laughs) Hang on. I'm sorry. I was like, what in the hell is it? your screens are like you're melting? <laughs> My green screen fell. That was so weird, Mike. If you could have seen it, like it was like, and I'm like, what is going? I thought my screen was going out or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Uh, I have not been drinking. <laughs> I haven't been drinking tonight. So. 2020, man. Um uh. No, anyway, I was going to say, I would like to see, because I know we used to joke about this. Okay, so a few years back, it hasn't happened for the last couple of seasons, but a few years back at Homestead, we would laugh because some random person would win the race. And it's like, you know, you'd want to celebrate them, but then, and then they'd have the champion, which was usually Jimmy, um, (laughs) part waiting to to celebrate the championship. And it was just kind of like, okay, hurry up, get the winner out of the winner circle so we can celebrate the champion. Okay. But the last couple of years, whoever has won the race pretty much has won the championship. So they got to celebrate both things. I kind of miss it (laughs) the other way. I I really kind of do. I think it's cool. One thing I want to point out, not only am I a Brad Keselowski homer, but there's a reason why I want to see Brad win. Because Paige tweeted out today that she found the big giant Miller Lite boot that he had that he oh, that he yeah. and it still had beer in it, which he was like, "Ooh, it's gross." It was dry beer, so she cleaned it out, she wrapped it up, and it is on its way to Phoenix with Brad Keselowski. So if he wins, we will get drunk Brad Keselowski again. Good. <laughs> and I am sorry, there is nothing as great as as drunk Brad Keselowski. And in fact, I think that will be our little. Our little snippet here at the end of the show as I will go have to find some Brad, some drunk Brad Keselowski. I think it was, I'm drunk on ESPN. <laughs> That's what he said. It would, the, it would be the perfect way to cap off 2020. Wouldn't it though? God, it would. Beer drinking Brad. <laughs> <laughs> drunk Brad. I love it. Mike, anything else you want to add before we. No, no, just. Um... Everybody have fun this weekend and enjoy the races and we'll wrap it up next week. I have one more question for you. Will we know who our 2020 NASCAR champion is first or will we know who the president will be first? Which one will we know? 2020 champion <laughs> before we know who the president will. Okay. So there we go. And that, that was, it's Thursday night at eight 34. I think, I think we're going to have an idea who the president is. I think I already have an idea. Figure it out. <laughs> but the courts, the courts have to, it has to go all through the courts and it, what a mess. Yeah. What a mess. We'll move on. What a mess. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We'll move on. In all seriousness, uh, though, in all seriousness, though, um, and and we've tried, you know, we've we've kind of gotten political in some shows this season, which we've had to because of, of things that have gone on. There's been so much, so many things intertwined in this NASCAR season. But honestly, Mike, with all this other crap going on, the one thing I will say is for folks listening to our show, please be smart. Please don't let up. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Do what you need to do because the numbers are back up. And, Mike, the last few days we have been averaging over 100,000 new cases a day in the United States in COVID. And um, my boss, I can tell yeah. you, is is getting ready to start having to make those choices again at the ICU here's, or ICUs here in Dallas on which patients he's going to be able to admit to rooms and which ones don't. 
And it's just, it's a sad situation. You do not want yourself nor any of your family members, uh, especially your elderly family members, because unfortunately, they're going to be the ones that get bumped for younger people um, if it comes down to that kind of situation. Yeah, you know, and it's also uh, hit close to home here in Floresville, where I live and used to teach at my former high school there. They uh, one kid came down with it. Now they've quarantined the entire softball team. You know, so it's uh, and they're you know the numbers are getting high, and um, just everybody be safe out there and wear your mask and do what you need to do to keep keep from getting the virus. And hopefully, we'll get behind this, put this all behind us at some point. But it's going to be a while still. But you know, just stay safe, everyone. Yes, please do. We want we want to uh, have you back listening to us next season, uh, and. Uh, hopefully we'll, it'll be better news and stuff that we'll be reporting next season when it comes to NASCAR and all this stuff. But in the end, Mike, we've got one more race to look forward to. It's going to be an exciting one. Everything will be new with this coming into this. And, uh, I think it's going to be fun. And I just want to say kudos to NASCAR because, you know, here we are, we got all 30, well, we got 35 races and we haven't got this one in yet, but we've, we've managed to, despite everything going on this year, we've the makeup races, the change of the schedule and everything. We're here at the end. We got the season in just like the NHRA. They finished their season last week at Las Vegas. And we're, we're again, we're going to wrap that up next week. But uh, I'm, I, I say kudos to NASCAR, kudos to IndyCar, kudos to NHRA for all these motorsports organizations for getting the events in, doing what they could to provide entertainment for the fans in the best way possible. And, uh, we're very lucky that the season didn't get cut and canceled and shelved because uh, we've, we've managed to make it this far. And that's a testament to the drivers, the fans, the officials and everything. And, and I think that's going to ride high, good momentum going into 2021. It's going to be a better year next year. For sure. And, and especially uh, like you said, the kudos to NASCAR, because if, if you're someone that is, enjoying football and everything else right now it's because of nascar that you're doing that they set the precedent as far as uh how to go about doing these sorts of things they laid the groundwork for it uh, for all the other major sports to go ahead and have their uh you know their seasons progress ahead so uh they, they did a good job i think you know things were taken from how they've done things and tweaked and and made better and um, then again, you know, I mean, you're seeing, you've seen major league baseball teams with team, you know, uh, cases, you see college teams with cases, you see NFL teams with cases. We didn't really have that too, too much in NASCAR. We had a couple of cases. Uh, so far, I think everyone needed to pay attention to the NBA because they seem to be the only one that's done it correctly, really. But, um, anyway, but, but uh, like you said, Mike, I mean, Everyone was just kind of, you know, running through this blindly. No one knew how to how to go about, you know, and, and they could have just said we're done for the season and they didn't. And um, thank goodness we're here and we've got a, a amazing final four that we're going to get to see this weekend and we'll crown our new champion. Yeah, and it even changed the way we covered the uh, sport this year. You and I had to make changes the way we normally do with interviews and, and not being able to be at the racetrack and not having the interviews the way we normally do. And, and it, so it was a big year of change and, and adjustment and we all, we, we all got through it. We all made it. And I'm, 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 I'm proud. I'm very proud of that. So what happens? If drink. All, I was going to say, <laughs> what happens in a hypothetical 2020 world? If all four drivers wrecked and wrecked out of the race, then it just goes to points where they finish, where they were running on that. Lap. What if they yeah. all hit each other at where the sand? Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Then we'd have to go down to like literally like the, the, what is it? What do they call it? The, um, timing strip or whatever, timing stripe or whatever they call it. (laughs) Yeah. The little, uh, whatever they call it on the track. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We're all like, whatever. Where it picks up up the transponder, you know? Yeah. The signal. Okay. That, that would never happen. The scoring loop. The scoring loop. Okay. Scoring loop. That'll probably never happen, but. It's 2020, so never say never. But that'd give us something to talk about next week for sure. All right, Mike. On that note, stay thirsty, my friend. 
get your beverages ready, get your okay. cigars ready, and uh, we'll touch base on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for these race weekend or race weekends, race championship championship races. What am I trying to say? Championship races. Um, we'll get all this audio out for you to to listen to, and other than that, Mike, that's about all we can do. We'll just sit back, relax. Let's do it. All right, guys. Have yourself a great championship weekend. Stay safe. Wear your mask. We love you. Pretty damn awesome. <laughs> I got a little buzz going here. I've been drinking for a little bit, but <laughs> it's been pretty good, man. I, I can't, uh, I can't lie. Look at these guys behind me. They're pretty excited. I'm excited. This has been one hell of a day. I got one hell of a team, and it doesn't get any better than this. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.